Hey, what's poppin', guys? This is a Does Rays podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. Today's June 10th. It's a beautiful day outside, nice and hot. Amazing day for a beach day, especially if you want to get wet in the ocean, going in the sand, playing, hang out with your friends, surfboarding. But while you're doing that, maybe you're plugging in your headphones in the beach. Thank you so much for tuning into our uh, this new episode of our podcast. Thank you so much for following our Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. You haven't noticed, we actually just started doing a mascot tournament a couple days ago. You can go on our Instagram story. You can vote two matchups per day, around four mascots per day. Make sure you go on there. Power to the people. Power to the voters. Let us know who you think is the best mascot. As the usual, guys, stay healthy, stay safe. Uh, you guys can do a lot more stuff now, so make sure you guys are staying safe while you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Wearing the masks as usual. Let's head into these news. So our first news article is actually, I want to think sometime last week, MLB proposed a 76-game season with a 75% procreated salary. So for anyone who doesn't know what that means, obviously they play 76 games, but they're not going to get a full salary as if it was 182. They get paid as if it was 76, but then 75% of the 76 games. So MLBPA, actually yesterday, counter-offered an 89-game season, full procreated salary, and expanded playoffs. Now, I'm not sure if the original LB offer includes expanded playoffs, but I know the LBPA wants to have a 14-team playoffs. I'm sure the owners would as well to make more money for substantial teams that would be able to make it to the wild card race. Yeah, definitely. It's I, I Honestly, I hope the 89-game season goes through. 76 is also a nice... I just hope they both can agree soon so we can get back to baseball. Yeah, definitely. So, there's been a false rumor that the Mets wanted Matt Harvey mm-hmm. that they actually didn't want him. He he and his agent were actually thinking of going to the KBO, yeah. the Korean Baseball great Association. Way to, great way to jumpstart. Yeah, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get back into it and get like back to 100%, back to the dark night mm-hmm. that we saw. Because like, we talked about it last week, how Chris Archer had that surgery, um, the neurogenic thoracic something surgery. I forgot the last part of that. It's a mouthful. Yeah. But Matt Harvey had that same surgery. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been the same ever since for the Mets. And the Mets let go of him. And then he went to... I want. I know he played for the Angels and Athletics. But I think he played the Athletics first before the Angels. And now he's just kind of stuck as a free agent. So if yeah. he can go back to the KBO, he can kick it and become a really good prospect again somehow. And then the MLB signs him again. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It would be great, yeah. Yeah, be awesome. Um, in other news, the draft is tonight at 7 PM. Yeah, the first round. Definitely tuning in. I'm going to be tuning in. I think mm-hmm. Spencer is. The first 29 picks are going to be tonight. I'm excited. For those who don't remember, the Astros are not going to have that pick. It's just the first 29. I, I totally forgot because when I was I was looking up to see, like, oh, who, who's going who's gonna to pick who? I was still 29. I was like, wait. And I was like, oh, bang, bang. Yeah, that's yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> they like trash cans. You know what that sound is? It's time for Alexander's fun fact of the day. Let's get it. So, Spence, there's obviously been some crazy wardrobe malfunctions, like all the stuff going on. Obviously, like in Broadway, in Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, I think that's what it was. He fell into the stage. Yeah, he fell. This happens also in the MLB, not with the players, but like with the mascots and stuff like this. So, the Marlins mascot, there was a Navy SEAL dressed as Billy the Marlin, who was parachuting onto the ballpark. Into, actually. And there's a gust of wind that blows off his head, and it falls, and 
he still has to land it, and he lands it with no head, so he has to cover his head up and <laughs> run into the dugout. But it, uh, a couple months later, two fans saw the head resting on a wall along the Florida Turnpike. Wow, so it must have fell out before he was even near, like, actually landing them. Like, yeah. before he even cleared the stadium. Uh-huh. Jeez. What a terrible moment. <laughs> to be coming yeah. down, it's like, oh, no, my head. Yeah. And it's just a headless mascot. The Dust Rays podcast is very happy to be on the phone with sports journalist. He's covered the New York Rangers, the Islanders, the Yankees. His work's been featured in the New York Times, Baltimore Sun, USA Today. He's covered multiple sports. He's the author of four different books, his most recent being Different Strokes, Serena Venus, and the unfinished Black Tennis Revolution. We are very happy to talk to Cecil Harris. How are you, Spencer? I'm great, and you? Doing well, thank you. I'm here with my brother as well. We both are uh, co-hosts on the podcast. Okay. Tell me your brother's name. I'm sorry, I didn't get it before. I'm Alexander. Okay, good to meet you, Alexander. So how have you been uh, keeping up or keeping busy during this quarantine? Well, basically trying to promote a book during a global health crisis is tough because the bookstores are just beginning to open, but for the most part, they were closed. So I've been doing quite a few podcasts to talk about the book and writing guest articles. Some have been on, on Sky Sports in the UK where you know tennis was invented in England. So I'm basically trying to get the word out about the book. And maybe you've been doing the same thing in terms of watching replays of classic games. I mean, last weekend I saw uh, the 1988 World Series when Kirk Gibson hit that home run off Dennis Eckersley for the Dodgers against the A's. I had not seen that game in a long time. So some of it is fun to see again, but I'd rather see some new stuff. Of course. yeah. I mean, I've been watching – I'm a Mets fan myself, so I've been watching a bunch of the Mets throwback games on SNY. Yeah. I'm a Yankees fan. I've been watching on the <laughs> yeah. S Network the replays. Same too. I'm a Yankee fan too. Um, I didn't watch Game Seven of the 2001 World Series. That was on a few nights ago. I, I don't need to see that one anymore. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the '96 World Series was great, though. I enjoyed that one. I covered that for Gannett newspapers, and that was my favorite team because not much was expected from them. You know, the Baltimore Orioles were considered the class of the division. That Yankee-Red Sox rivalry that we all talk about now was not a big deal in the mid-90s. The Orioles were the Yankees' chief rival, and the Orioles were expected to win the AL East. Yankees ended up winning the division and beating the Orioles in the ALCS. That classic Derek Jeter home run in game one where the yeah. and stole it from um, Tony Tarasco of the Orioles. And... Really, it should have been a ground rule double, but they called it a home run. Good enough. And that put the game in the extra innings where the Yankees won it. And then they went on to win that series in five and then beat the Atlanta Braves. We had that great rotation with Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, and John Smoltz. But the Yankees found a way to beat them in six. That was my favorite team. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For me, I would have to say, I mean, because I, I was born in 2000, so I didn't see too much baseball to, like, recognize it. Okay. Until maybe around 2006. So I definitely remember 2006, the Mets um, oh, yeah. pushing the wild card. That was a good season. Um, 2015 as well, uh, when they made it to the World Series. I, I still don't agree with Matt Harvey being stuck in that game, though. Mm. 
Well, everyone thought he was going to be the next big thing, the Dark Knight and yeah, you know, the big ace. And I saw a story today that his agent's trying to get him a job pitching in the this Korean league where they're actually playing. Yes. I heard about that, the KBO, that he wants to – they're trying to get him to play over there. Yeah, I mean, he's got to have to work his way back. And at least it's, a, it's professional baseball. I mean, it's several notches below the major leagues, but – if he can use that to get his confidence back, then he can work his way back to the major leagues. Yeah, it's always possible. Yeah, yeah definitely. I've been watching K- the KBO myself. I've been sitting down when I get bored at night, and I'll just be turning on the ESPN and, and watching KBO like till three a.m. Sometimes because yeah, they're all pretty. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing. Yeah. That and now German soccer, the the Bundesliga, they call it. I mean, I've, I haven't been watching the German soccer, but um. You know, I'm eager to get some live sports on. We know now the the NBA is coming back late yes. July. The NHL is coming back. Uh, baseball, if they can get their act together, I can't imagine them not coming back. But they're so far apart on how many games they want to play and how much money the players should get. Those are big hurdles to get over. Because yeah. I've heard 114, I've heard 50, 82. It's all over the mark, back and forth. Yeah, I mean, if it's 114, obviously the players get more money because that's almost 162. But how do you play 114 games in a couple of months? It's not realistic. The owners are guilty because they want that playoff money. That's what they really mm-hmm. want. If there are playoffs, then that's when Fox and ESPN and Turner will pay the big money to have their products there to do. You know, to they'll be able to sell their commercial spots to the big companies to get their ads on playoff games and that's where the owners can make the most money so that's why they're putting out their only 50 games they don't really care about the regular season they just want to find out who the playoff teams would be and once they're slotted in and if they're lucky they'll get big market teams like yankees dodgers Mm -hmm. cubs red sox and that's where the big money is for for the owners and i also heard that in the beginning of the season like well technically it's not season but what would have been in the beginning of the season? They were trying to implement a 14-team playoff. I could see them using it now. Uh-huh. I, short could, team. I could see it, too, especially if they get big market teams. I mean, mm-hmm. the Yankees, you figure, will make it. Um, oh, yeah. Dodgers, yeah. you figure, will make it. We don't oh, know what the Red Sox are, but, you know, if it's 14 games, you figure they'll be one of the best seven teams in the American League. You know, you mm-hmm. figure the Cubs will be one of the best seven teams in the National League, so they, they want – the big market glamour teams that have a national following. And if they get that, then if it ends up with Yankees, Dodgers in the World Series, you know, that's a big deal. I mean, Fox would make a Fox would make a lot of money as they would normally do in the World Series if they have glamour teams. If they get, you know, I don't want to knock them, but if they get the Milwaukee Brewers yeah. representing the National League and I don't know, let's say um Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. the American League, that's not glamorous, but it, it's the world yeah. diehard fans would watch, but the casual fans would not be drawn to Tampa Bay, Milwaukee. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I could see a compromise. I don't know how many games you guys expect, but I, I think they'll compromise at about 60. Yeah. Yeah, around there. That'd be good. Yeah, I just want to see some of this. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. July to October, you can do 60 games. Mm-hmm. You know, 114 is totally unrealistic if they want to finish it by October and start the playoffs because they just 
you know, you can't get into areas where, you know, we don't even really know whether they're going to play these games, but I can't see them going into November. They will have to finish it in October. It'll be way too cold by then. Yeah. <laughs> way too cold. <laughs> What do you guys think they'll play those games? Um, so, I mean, I, I heard the original theory back in March that they were saying that they wanted to play in Florida back in the spring training. And I also heard that they still want to do two weeks of spring training, the players. But I, And then New York just declared, I think, a couple weeks ago or a month ago that teams are allowed to play again in New York in practice. So I, I, don't, I don't know if every stadium is going to be clear, yeah. but – I, I don't – yeah, I, I feel I like it would uh, depend on, like, what teams are able to play and what teams are not, and I think they would end up sharing stadiums. I think it would be best if they did where spring training was because then they could be able to try to play later. And so then if they want to get more games in, they could. So, like, duh, if you're in Florida for spring training, you're in Florida. If you're in Arizona for spring training, you're in Arizona and use those spring training uh, stadiums and facilities. That's how I feel. That, that could definitely work. I mean, you've got almost half the teams in Florida, almost half the teams in Arizona. You're right. And if they're going to have what one proposal is, if you're in the American League East, or you know, you'll play most of your games against your division and the National mm-hmm. League. So we'd probably get more Yankees Mets games. Yeah, I saw that the three division um, proposal. Yeah, that would. I mean. That can work. I mean, uh, there would be more interest in a lot of these areas. I mean, more Dodgers Angels games, more Giants A's, yeah. more Cubs White Sox. That can work. Cardinals Royals, where there's a natural rival. Yeah. That could be actually more interesting. Because you know, right now, we're down to four Yankees Mets games. Remember, it used to be six every year. They basically mm-hmm. went to four in recent years. And a lot of, there's a lot of interest in the Subway Series, a lot of interest in. And Southern California and the freeway series, if you get, I don't know, eight to 12 games between the Yankees and Mets, I don't know. Oh, big. That, that's more interesting. <laughs> yeah. So It means more. It's not just a series. Yeah. It's, it's a longer series, maybe two. That's right. That's right. You could have two, a couple of four-game series right yeah. there, you know. And so I, I think they'll compromise at about 60 games. And I like the idea of more teams, more games, rather, in your division and against you know, the other leagues, East mm-hmm. Division, the other leagues, Central, yeah. the other leagues, West. I think that would actually be better than what we usually get. <laughs> yeah, it definitely would be a nice schedule to watch. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm concerned about pitchers, though, because, I mean, they already had a former spring tr- – they were trying to have a former spring mm-hmm. training before everything shut down, but no one has done anything baseball-related in a long time. Just two weeks is not enough to get all those pitchers ready. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. It's, 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 it's you're like jump starting car you haven't touched in a couple of years at that point because they, they need some time to get warmed up and get you know the oil back in their system, get ready to go. You know, there's a reason spring training is six weeks uninterrupted every year. And when I used to go down to cover it, you know, sometimes you, you're kind of bored. I mean, I preferred being in Tampa to being in New York when it was snow and 20 degrees, but you're down there and Basically, the position players are ready to go after two or three weeks. They're basically waiting for the pitchers to get their arms ready. So two weeks isn't enough. If they come to some agreement next week, I wouldn't be surprised. They say, okay, we're going to start the season at the end of July because that's another six weeks. 
And again, the position players would be antsy. They'd be ready in a couple of weeks. But the last four weeks would probably be just to get pitchers ready. Because I've seen some pictures on social media, like mostly Instagram and a little bit on Facebook, like doing workouts, but it's nowhere near to the same degree of like pitching in a game or simulated. Yeah, they got to face live batters and, you know, get tired, sit in the dugout, you know, catch their second win, then go back out there. You know, it it takes a lot to get the the pitchers ready. They should increase the rosters. A lot of things they still have to work out, you know. Yeah. 25 won't fly. I mean, that they go 30 or maybe a little more than that because they're just going to need extra players, extra pitchers. Yeah, for the demand, especially of a shortened season. Yeah, you know, even if it's just a 60-game season, you're going to need, to me, at least 30 players. Yeah. You know, so I, there's a lot they still have to work out. And because the baseball union is so strong, they're not going to be dictated to, like, you know, Hockey, they ram that thing through because hockey players union is not that strong. They just they just want to play. Yeah. But baseball players don't want to play, but the hockey players union can't say, oh no, we're not for this. Like Max Scherzer comes out and says, we don't want to negotiate anymore in terms of money. You know? Yeah. They didn't like the deal, and the baseball union is strong enough to tell the owners, we don't want to negotiate money. They, they'll have to, you know, but other unions can't do that. I mean, and the NFL, for example, football contracts are not even guaranteed. They can just cut you after the season if they don't like what you did. Even though you've got a four-year contract, it doesn't matter. In baseball, they it matters. Yeah. So the baseball union's strong. They don't have to satisfy them. Yeah. It's definitely back and forth for a long time. Like, I hope they, like, they can reach an agreement soon so we can get you know, spring training, then get ready to go. Yeah, how do you think it'll? I, I wonder about this affecting um, them playing without fans. I don't think that's such a big deal. A lot of people do. How do you see it if they're not having any fans? I think it's totally fine to play without fans. I mean, I think as long as they get live baseball back, yeah. we'll work into it. Like, hopefully, by postseason this season or just spring training again next season. It won't be too long of a season, no matter how long it is. So I think we could live with the fact of just watching it on TV. I think so. The radio. I, I think so. To, to me, I mean, I didn't play college baseball, but I, I went to Fordham University and I would go to their games. There weren't many fans there. I mean, uh, there are parts of the country where college baseball is big, but in most parts of the country, college baseball is not played in front of a lot of fans. Yeah. And you look at these, a lot of these minor league cities, they don't draw a lot of fans. When you get to the show that you got the 50,000 seat stadiums and you know, people crammed in the Fenway Park and Wrigley Field. So it will be a throwback for a lot of these players to not have fans there. Yeah. They're done for. I think it'll definitely be a little awkward at first. Yeah, but like the guys will probably get used to it. And like in Baltimore, they had that one game where they didn't have. Well, that was 2014. They, they had games without fans. That was because they yeah. had riots in Baltimore. That, right? yeah. That's what it was about, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and then the, the Orioles against the White Sox with no fans at Camden Yards. And they did. They played the game and it just went on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know they, they can do it. It'll be weird for everybody. World Series, playoff games with no fans. But we'll see. I just hope they don't use the automated uh, 
crowd noises? Because I, I heard today that NBA is thinking of using the video game crowd noises into their stadium. I don't know about I don't, that. I don't like it. I mean, I've seen enough. Yeah, it's too artificial. These Korean games, you know, they, they play them live early in the morning. You're saying you're up until 3 o'clock watching some of them. But ESPN2 will replay them usually like around now. And okay. I've looked at it, and they don't have any fans. They have cardboard cutouts of people in the stands. Yeah. Dolls <laughs> in the stands. But there's no piped-in noise. It's baseball. I don't want to hear artificial crowd noise. Yeah, it's got to be realistic. It has to happen on the fly. Like It's a really nice hit. It's a home run. Everyone goes crazy. But if no one's there, then that's fine. Yeah, to me, it just... It would remind me of college baseball, even the high school baseball, when there are no fans. You're playing the, the love of the game. You want to win. You want to beat the other school. It doesn't matter to you that you're not getting big crowds or, or very few people. These are, you know, they're major yeah. leaguers. They're the best ball ball players. And uh, they can adjust. It'll just seem strange. But as long as we can watch them on TV, we'll take it. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be unanimous or a good percentage of people will be able to watch on TV be okay with it. Yeah. We see something. Yeah. And I've got a lot of questions as someone who used to cover the sport. I wonder how many uh, sports writers will be there. Will they be, I mean, will writers be expected to cover these games from home, off TV? And broadcasters, you know, Michael Kay on TV, John Sterling on the radio, will they be going to Florida? If that's where all the games are, or would they stay here in New York and call the games off, off monitors? It's interesting. That's true. I didn't, I didn't think about that at all. You know, because um, they're used to being on site, but to save money, a lot of these networks are doing that. Um, even during the World Cup soccer, that's the biggest sports event in the world. Um, during the last World Cup. Not all the announcers were on site. A lot of them were in the studio at Fox in L.A. calling the games off the TV monitor. You can do it, but it, it, it won't. You know, it'll sound different for us because the announcers, and my, my guess is mm -hmm. a lot of the announcers won't be there. I mean, when you get down to the World Series, I figure Fox will send their people. Oh, you yeah. Know. This is a big Yeah, show. it's a big deal. It's the World Series. Probably mm -hmm. for the playoffs, they'll send their people for Fox and and um, TBS and, and ESPN, but these regular season games, I wouldn't be surprised if they, the, the announcers are not even there. Because these guys are doing the Korean yeah. games for ESPN. They're not in Korea. Yeah, they're here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, they, they, um, they probably don't know the league that well. They're learning the league just as we are. Of course. Uh, we don't know who these players are. <laughs> yeah, but it's, so I don't think personally. I don't know how you feel. You can let us know about even All Star Weekend being a, a faction for this season, even being a thought. I'll say it again. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think like I don't I don't think that All Star Weekend in general, like Home Run yeah. Derby, All Star Game, all that. I don't think that's like a thought right now. I don't think that's going to happen. What do you? Think? I I think all that will be postponed till next year. I think. If they come to a deal, come to an agreement next week and say we're going to start up at the end of July, they'll just go from late July to the end of September, get those 60 games in, then go right to the playoffs, expanded playoffs. So owners can mm -hmm. make a lot of their money back and the players will, more teams will be in the playoffs, 14 instead of what it has been, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 14 instead of 10. 
So more mm-hmm. players have a chance to play for the world championship. Yeah, I think they blow off All Star Weekend. They blow off um, all of that stuff and just give you the basics. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, I think more Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Angels, Cubs, White Sox will be more interesting around the country. Yeah, for sure. But with that same thought, I don't know if minor league baseball can come back because they end their season really early compared to the major leagues. Yeah. yeah. So they would barely be playing, like maybe a You're month. Right. You're right. I, I worry about the minor leagues. I mean, I think a lot of those teams will fold because, you know, they rely on revenue from local businesses. And a lot of businesses are hurting because they've been shut down. They talk about mm-hmm. a lot of businesses that won't even be able to come back after all this, you know not just the so-called mom and pop stores, but just a lot of businesses yeah. that were relying on like federal money, so-called PPP money. A lot of businesses didn't even get that, haven't got it yet. So they're the ones who usually sponsor minor league baseball and provide that revenue. If they go out of business, then the teams won't be sustainable. I just think we're going to end up losing a lot of minor league franchises around the country. Yeah. And they already had the proposal to cut, I think it was like 20 to 40 teams before this even happened. And minor league teams were fighting throughout the beginning of the quarantine. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, we still want to be a team. And then it was like, they didn't, I don't want to say they gave up, but the effort wasn't there. And now they're actually cutting teams. Like I heard rumors about the Mets, Uh at least, that they want to get rid of Binghamton, the Rebel Ponies. They were usually the Mm -hmm. Binghamton Mets. They want to move the Cyclones up to double A and they want to scrap Kingsport as well. I could see that happening. I mean, that'd be unfortunate. But, you know, mm-hmm. Brooklyn supports that, that franchise for the Mets. Staten Island, oh, yeah. Class A for the Yankees. Maybe they move that up to double A. And, you know, mm-hmm. they just – it'll be um, unfortunate for a lot of cities around the country that don't have major league teams. They rely on those minor league games. I mean, yeah, to get their entertainment. Their entertainment. Exactly. When I I used to cover the NHL in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I missed – baseball, but they had the Durham Bulls. Remember that movie with Kevin Cox, Bull Durham? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a real team, the Durham Bulls. That's a thing. I used to go to those games just to get my baseball fix. And when I used to go, that was a Tampa Bay Rays affiliate. Yes. The, the Durham Bulls. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if those, maybe they survived because they have a pretty decent following and the, the movie helped make them even more popular but there are a lot of minor league teams that'll just disappear and you know class a they usually have a lot of class a teams for all the 17 18, 19 year olds mm-hmm. to work their way up i don't think as many class yeah. a teams anymore it's definitely gonna affect all the prospects even in yeah. the international too i can't really see like the dominican league uh Pacific Coast League, Gulf Coast League, all the GCL teams, like short season ball, regular A, like A advanced. And this is also not going to give the guys like a lot of time to season in the yeah. like, minor leagues. And it's going to end up coming back to the major leagues. And when they need that pitching, like when it's like they have a double header or something, they call up another guy in that one pitcher. You hope he's good enough. You have to hope go. he's good, but he's not seasoned. It's going to so, be rich. That's why. I could see baseball doing pretty much what – basketball and football do they rely on the colleges you know college mm-hmm. baseball is big i think this might make make the major leagues rely even more on college baseball because i think a lot of these minor league teams are going to go out of business unfortunately you know yeah. and if you're a prospect you were really good in high school and in the past you didn't even have to think about 
college. I mean, Derek Jeter, remember he had a choice. He was thinking about the University of Michigan. Mm -hmm. Then the Yankees came through with the um, the bonus that he wanted, and he signed with the Yankees. I think if these minor league teams disappear, a lot of the like high school baseball stars will consider a year or two of college baseball. Because yeah, that's yeah. really much what the NBA does now. One and done players like Zion Williamson goes to Duke for one year, yeah. then he's ready for the NBA. Carmelo Anthony, one year at Syracuse, he's ready for the NBA. I could see these high school baseball stars like, yeah, I'll go play college baseball for a year or two. Then I expect to be drafted into the major major leagues. And then maybe you go to double A, triple A, if you're not mm -hmm. ready to go straight from college to the major leagues. Yeah, it could transfer over. Like college teams could become another minor league it system. It could because that, that you're right. That's what we have now with, with football, right? All these mm -hmm. NFL players, yeah. we see them playing on Saturday in college football. I'm sorry, I got to turn that off. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No worries. <laughs> I get these warnings that there's a curfew in New York at 8 p.m. every night. <laughs> it's not like I'm going out there, you know. But I get this on my phone every night. I forgot to turn it off. I'm sorry, guys. No okay. worries. It's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So we can watch the videos of police beating up people. It's weird stuff, man. You know, yeah. that, that video of a 75-year-old man in Buffalo. He just got shoved to the ground, hit his head, and the police just walked away and left him there bleeding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I mean, that, it's, it's yeah. incredible. No? But, um, Back to baseball is a much more pleasant thing to talk about, right? Yes, <laughs> of course. I just think a team that gets great pitching and they get off to a great start, it's almost the kind of year where, you know, even though there'll be extra playoff teams, a, a team that no one's talking about, if they get great pitching in a 60-game season, they might even be able to almost steal a championship. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't know who that would – I mean, I like Tampa Bay's pitching, for example. They don't, you know, have the best lineup. But, you know, yeah. they were able to win 90-plus games with without a strong lineup, in my view. But they have really strong pitching. Yeah. They had the core three right yeah. there. They had Glasnow, Glasnow um, Morton, and uh, – Snell. Charlie Morton. Yeah. yeah. Blake Snell. Yeah, Blake Snell, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I think Blake Snell will play. I mean, he was talking about, you know, don't mess with my money. I, <laughs> I think, you know, <laughs> if they say, okay, we're going to play 60 games and you get roughly half of what you were expecting to get, you know, he's not going to say, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to pitch. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Do you see Chris Archer now of the Pirates is saying he's, he doesn't want to pitch this year? He doesn't feel like he, he would be healthy enough? Yeah, he just underwent surgery after mm. he said that. So he won't be back till next year. But the thing is, I forgot the name is neurogenic, thoracic, and I forgot, I think it was like nerve mm -hmm. surgery. And this, the same people who had that surgery were people like Matt Harvey, Chris mm -hmm. Carpenter, um, Trent Thornton. So it's, it's going to be like, hopefully he comes back and ready to go. But it's going to be hard to do that because once they had those, Surgeries for those like certain players, they didn't make a good comeback. Yeah, we're still waiting on on Matt Harvey. You mentioned him; he hasn't come back to 
anything yeah. close to what he was when you know all, all of New York was excited about him. People mm -hmm. thought he would be yeah. the next big thing, but um, he hasn't been able to recover. No, uh, unfortunately not. So um, so talking about the season, there's obviously going to be like a MVP race because there's not a lot of guys. So you're going to see guys that like aren't the greatest, no, aren't aren't the top tier that you're used to seeing MV getting might be getting MVP. What do you think about the MVP spot? I think you make a good point. I mean, look at the Yankees, for example. DJ LeMayhew's not the best player on the Yankees, but he's a very versatile player who can play every day somewhere, first, second, third, and the guy is a clutch player and a great defensive player. He's someone I would look at as an MVP. I mean, if Aaron Judge plays a full season, Aaron Judge will put in put up better offensive numbers. But LeMayhew's a guy who can play a little bit of – can play everywhere. A guy who's yeah, versatile, yeah, you, you, not you necessarily the best player on his team, but versatile enough where he can play every day. Yeah. And I look at players like that. You know, I, I'm curious to know what, you know, Mookie Betts does in L.A. I think he would have a big year, but in a way, all bets are off. It'll be such a short season, but – I would think Mookie Betts will be an impact player right away for the Dodgers. So I'm, look, I'm just sure. looking at LeMayhew in the American League and Mookie Betts going out there. I, not that he has to prove anything. We know what he can do. But he's probably mm -hmm. still somewhat shocked that the Red Sox traded him. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't know how I would <laughs> Right? Yeah. I'm sure he thought he was going to spend his whole career in Boston. The fans loved him. His teammates loved him. You know, they just made a decision financially, they said. I don't think they should have had any financial worries. I mean, you keep so much. They, they sell out every game, you know? It was really strange. But it, to the Dodgers' benefit for them to get a marquee player like him, a superstar like like Mookie Betts. So um, those would be my my two picks, the LeMayhew and Betts. Who, who do you guys have? I mean – but besides what you talked about, I think you could also consider Whit Merrifield. Like, we're just talking mm -hmm. about versatility. Um, I mean, usually in the fielder, he also plays outfield. He was one of the players, or one of the very few that also did play every game last season, him and Jorge yeah. Soler. Um, I mean, he's a he's a strong second baseman as far as a bat. You don't see that many strong second baseman besides him and DJ LeMay. Yeah, usually they're just getting contact, getting on base, and moving the base. Yeah. Uh, the premium is going to be put on, on mm -hmm. versatility, you know. And I just like guys who I'm I'm stuck on the number sixty because I think that's where they're going to finally agree and make it sixty. And guys who don't have a history of injuries, they're versatile, and both leagues are using the DH finally, so you can give a guy half a day off. That is great. Yes. And I don't know about you, but I just think it'll be tough for the National League to go back to letting the pitchers hit after everyone sees how well it works this year yeah, it, it's going to be hard for them to go back especially because it's going to yeah. create more jobs for the minor leaguers moving up or free agency because yasu puig still hasn't been signed that. yet right. like i know the transactions are closed right now but even before that he still wasn't signed and he i mean he's not the greatest but he's still one of the top players for agency like he can, he can be the extra batting your team he, could he be was with the indians team. last year right i mean when i saw yes. him at the plate he's still a threat you know what he done yeah. you know i would there should be a job for him in the major leagues i can't believe that there's no roster that couldn't use him 
in a, in a side, okay, we're yeah. going to go with 30 players on, on every roster. Someone's going to snap him up right away. Oh, he's going to be the number one yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. So. so, I mean, I, I think that having the DH in both leagues, finally, you know, don't mess around with, you know, computerized ball and strike calls. I mean, I, that's what they're talking about. Oh, <laughs> You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna umpire myself, so I'd be biased about that. But no, no I, I don't I don't want it. I mean, I don't even like when they put the boxes yeah. on TV to give the announcers reason to second guess the umpires. I mean, I don't like it. Yes. Yeah, it, it's it gives a kind of the, a, to me a distorted view. And one thing I like about these replays of the older games that they show from the '70s, the '80s, they don't have that annoying box there. There's not a lot of junk yeah. on the screen. They just give you the game. Yeah, earlier today Just I was watching game. replay of the 1995 World Series, the Braves and the Indians. Um, the Braves won that in six. MLB Network had the game mm -hmm. on from 1995. It's just great not seeing clutter on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely think this is the season to experiment with everything yeah. technologically and actually during the season. Like, if it's going to be that short, might as well just toss stuff out there and see what's going on and Change around just a little bit, not too much. Yeah, yeah. it's most likely. I'm that too. But nowadays they'll probably put more junk on the screen. Like you know, yeah. when Turner does yeah, the they, playoff they, games. They give you, they put this line on the screen. How big is your lead on first base? I don't really need to know how big the lead is. I don't need that. Yeah. Just because they got another toy to play with, they give you that. So, yeah, another, another camera. Chance. Let's let's we got we spent all this money. Let's use this. Let's use that. We need less more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not for uh, computerized uh, umpiring okay. because I'm a catcher uh, myself, and I love when you get the ball out. It was like just that zone. You bring it in, and then they get called a strike. Those, you get a perfect frame going, and that. Now that's not really going to happen if they <laughs> go with this computerized um, umpiring. So I don't, I don't like it either. I don't like you it. probably like, you know, you don't mind that umpire's hand on your shoulder, right? That's all part yeah. of what we, we're <laughs> yeah. used to seeing like in baseball. The umpire's right. He's got his hand on your shoulder. And then you're, you know, you're talking about balls and strike calls. You know, yeah. you're not turning mm -hmm. around, but you're kind of arguing. You want the next call, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you always try to talk to the umpire, and with this computerized, it's going to be kind of hard. Yeah. You can't talk to the computer. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with the Atlantic League. It's an independent league. In not not that familiar with it. So okay. the Atlantic League is independent league. Um, it's – the Somerset Pages are one of the top teams. A lot of the players have gone – where they don't do well in the MLB or the minor leagues, they go to those teams, and then they bounce back. It's like a career turnover. Um, but they actually, so they have a partnership with the MLB. So now they've been trying different things with them. So they changed the size of the bases. Like they're, they're like a test dummy almost. Um, they've tried corking balls or uncorking balls. They, and they've even done the computerized umpire. So they had uh -huh. someone there with the headset and then the computer tells the umpire, oh, it's a strike or a ball. And it, they, they tried during the all-star game for that league. It was insane. Like, how far outside the ball was hitting the ground, and then he had to call strike wow. because the computer told him. <laughs> it's, it, I definitely don't want to see that. No, in real no. When you talk about making, changing the size of the base, they made the bases bigger or smaller? 
I'm not sure if they made them bigger or smaller, I think, but I, I know they changed. I think they made them bigger so there's less collisions. Okay. That's what their idea was at first. Because, like, you know, when somebody's steamrolling down and, like, the ball's kind of thrown up high and they have to, like, jump for it and try to get back on the base, they're, they're stepping on the middle of it and they're getting hit usually. So they're trying to make it bigger so they can try to step on, like, the side or something and not get hit or cleated as much. Wow. I have to admit, I don't really understand why baseball wants to even put in a computerized umpire for balls and strikes. I always thought the umpires union was strong enough where they wouldn't even allow them. I mean, I can't yeah. see it. The, I, it. It's unfathomed. Like it's when I heard about that that they had the partnership and then they were doing it. I was like, oh no, because like, we're, we're relatively yeah. close to the games. And like just hearing about the happening is like, oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Now I don't mind the instant replay. It it could be. Shorter, it shouldn't. Sometimes the delays are too long, but I, I like that they go to replays for determine if they're home runs or if the guy is safe or out. Yeah. Oh, I definitely like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, every I'm, league has a form of that now, right? And a sport. Yes. I mean, I watch a lot of it. I don't know how much hockey you guys watch. Hockey, they do it almost instantly. It's. I've been getting into yeah, that recently. Goal or no like, goal, it's yeah. almost instant. You don't have these five-minute delays. Mm -hmm. Baseball, sometimes it just uh -huh. takes too long, and you get, you know, you're at home watching, or even if you're at the game, but especially if you're at home, you get these different mm -hmm. angles, you know, was it behind the foul pole, above the foul pole, and, yeah, I want the, the make, I want to see them make the calls quicker. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it'll just be learning and adjusting because yeah. it, it's fairly new. So I think they just have to like get that feedback from someone else, and then hopefully yeah. they can solve yeah. it. Yeah. So I mean, I hope I hope they come back. I mean, it's you're dealing with a powerful union. The most powerful union in sports is the baseball players' union, as you guys know. So you, you know, the owners yes. can't push them around. So they're going to have to really agree length of games, how much salary, and then the other things that we were talking about, where the games will be played. How many people will be in this bubble? Are they going to test people for coronavirus every day? You know, a lot of things they still mm -hmm. have to work out. And then, you know, the people who are all, like, part of it, you got to have other people there, grounds crew, you know, media relations people. We got to test yeah. everybody every day, not just the ball players. Yeah, yeah everybody in contact. And Definitely. contact tracing. If a player tests positive, what are they going to do? Make that player quarantine for 14 days? There's a yeah, lot of stuff know. they it haven't was... even worked out yet, <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, I haven't heard any details you know, look for any. Maybe they can pick. I mean, I'm I'm sure Major League Baseball people kind of looking at what they did with the, the Bundesliga, the German league, because at least they're playing. And they're playing. Yeah. And they, they're playing baseball in in South Korea. Take a look at what, what they're yeah. doing and make it work for, for baseball. But the difference is I think what we were talking about earlier, they may have all the games in Florida and Arizona, whereas in the Bundesliga, they're playing at these home stadiums. They're just empty. So if they're going to have, I can't imagine, Governor Cuomo probably would want that in New York, like empty Yankee Stadium, empty city field. But is that better? 
I don't know. You, and all in all, you can't really, yeah. you know, you don't know I, until I don't like know. we start. You know, and, you know, when you go to Yankee Stadium, all those businesses on River Avenue that depend on that revenue, they depend on about 50,000 fans showing up every night and buying souvenirs and going to the bars and going to the restaurants. If there are no fans there, those businesses, they may as well just stay shut and they'll, how, the, how do they stay in business? Yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be going unless you're a local. It's it's gonna be tough. It's already tough for a lot of them because you know here we're there. Where it's June fifth, there should be games going on, and there would be a lot of activity, a lot of money being made on River Avenue. That's not being made. In the area around Wrigley Field, they call Wrigleyville. They depend on that revenue from the eighty-one games every year. They're not getting any money. Mm -hmm. So it's it's hurting a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. So if I had to ask you, what advice would you have for broadcasters, podcasters like ourselves, authors, or maybe even journalists that want to make a career in the sports world? Well, I at one time wanted to do play-by-play, -play, but it was hard for me to, you know, take my tape recorder up to the stands and do it because I'd get too much interference. So that's when I really turned more to the writing side of things. I, I think that it helps to... Um, do what you're doing now, this podcast, do as many interviews as you can. And if the goal is to, you know, continue the podcast, but also branch out into radio, then you have, you know, many audition tapes that you can send out. And I, I think that, I'll, I'll put it this way, when I was at Fordham, I had an internship at a newspaper, Gannett Newspapers in Westchester. And I ended up covering the Yankees for them a few <laughs> years later. And I was their beat writer for four years. So I'm big on internships if you haven't done anything you guys are doing something so you're beyond internships i think you keep doing what you're doing and if you see this as something you could one day do on tv then maybe have a camera just record you guys talking sports and start getting in touch with local local networks like sny is pretty much down now mm -hmm. in new york because there's no that's a highlight-driven show, right? And they don't have highlights to show. So yeah. Sports Night, that show they used to have on every night, is pretty much done. Mm -hmm. But eventually it'll come back. I, I feel like if you have experience, keep doing what you're doing. And do you guys eventually want to do something on TV or are you fine with podcasts and maybe getting into radio? Um, okay. We both like this podcast idea, but... Um, generally, for myself, I do want to make it onto either broadcasting or somewhere in the sports okay, world. Well, so, we'll look at yeah, what we have here, here and, and what, what what they have in the New York area, WFAN, full-time sports, and ESPN 98.7 on FM, full-time sports. Every major city now has sports talk radio. And there's also opportunities on satellite radio. So I feel like what you guys are doing is what I would advise. I mean, get a show. Do a show where you have guests on from whatever your, your topic of interest is, and those are your audition tapes, and you decide what's your strongest five minutes, because a lot of these station radio stations won't listen for more than a minute, but if you give them five minutes and they like it, they'll say, send me more. So I would advise against, you know, sending a long 
tape. They're not going to listen to it. Your strongest five minutes. And if it's writing, your strongest clip. If you go to go, if you're going to college, go to a college that has a school newspaper and you cover your team. Like when I was at Fordham, I was covering a lot of Fordham sports just for the clips. You go to LIU, same thing, no matter what college you go to. If you want to be a writer, go to a college that has a school newspaper and write for the newspaper and cover a little bit of everything, even news, just so you have the clips. And your strongest clips, you send them to editors at newspapers or websites that you are interested in, and that's how you get those opportunities. Definitely some good. There's advice. definitely really good advice. Thank you you guys so are ahead of the game. If, if for someone who hasn't done anything yet, I suggest internships. But you guys are beyond that. So keep doing what you're doing. You, you both you sound great together. Thank, thank you. you. Um, we'd like to thank you again for being on the show. We'd like to remind all our listeners to go buy his book. It's on Amazon, Bars and Nobles, wherever you buy your books in person. Hopefully, when everything's open, we we'll definitely buy it online. Different Strokes, Serena, Venus, and the Unfinished Black Tennis Revolution. Thank you so much again for talking to us. Oh, you're welcome, guys. A great conversation. All right. Thank you. Thank you. As always, stay safe. <laughs> Let's bring baseball back. <laughs> All right. So you heard about the news for today. A fun fact with Billy the Marlin had fallen off. We also heard a great conversation with Cecil Harris, sports journalist who's covered many different sports, uh, many different newspapers. He's been all over the sports world. I'd like to thank him so much for being on the show. And if you like the interview, which I know you did, you're going to go out and you're going to buy the book, Different Strokes, Serena, Venus, and the Unfinished Black Tennis Revolution by Cecil Harris. You can buy it on Amazon, Bars and Nobles, or wherever you buy your books. So we'd like to leave you with this. Stay safe, healthy, follow our Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. And as always, let's bring baseball back.